Good evening and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block. Hosted so far by Ed, Ed, Mike, and myself, and we're expecting Megan to join us any minute. Um, probably be a short show because there's not much to talk about. <laughs> so let's, let's get it done. Mike, if you tell me you don't have the biggest story of the week. <laughs> you you mean this Trump guy winning Iowa? This Trump um, guy winning Iowa. We want to hear the New Jersey angle. So I'm going to put a positive spin on this, okay? Which is, at least for Iowa anyway, they went all in for conservatives or not not the not rhinos right they did they didn't go for nikki haley they didn't go for chris christie and as much as we can sit here and uh, rationalize how trump isn't really conservative and he's shown some rhino stripes at times and everything like that i i'm encouraged by the fact that the people who voted in those caucuses basically were were still casting an anti-establishment vote in my opinion they weren't going to turn around and go for some mushy moderate. No Nikki Haley, again, no Chris Christie. Uh, the You had probably, what, about 80% of the vote was Trump and DeSantis? 75, 80% of that vote? I'll, I'm actually encouraged by that. What about the fact that turnout was so low? It was cold. Well, I don't, I don't know what... Not just generally, but uh, the evangelical yeah. turnout was low, the the more conservative voters were didn't come out. Right. I don't know. Maybe some people think it's a fait accompli that Trump was going to win. I I don't know if the weather had an impact out there because I know it was pretty frigid. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are, are for that. Um, uh, you know, other than some of the speculation that I just had, you know, again, I mean, Trump has been presumably way ahead in the polls. Whether we want to believe some of those polls or not, that's what the polls were saying heading in. So maybe people saw, think, saw no no big reason to get out there. I think the low turnout in a contested primary is is a really big warning sign for Republicans. I I, I have the exact opposite view of, of you on that one, Mike. I, I think it shows low enthusiasm. I mean, especially when you think about how we've had low turnout and horrific results in the last couple of election cycles i'm i'm not heartened i'm very concerned that this is an indicator that the republicans are are in the they're in for a shellacking in in uh november and not just because i think trump is a weaker candidate i i would feel the same way if desantis had won who was you know my candidate but there's no way to have a litmus test on on biden in a Democrat turnout, right? I mean, because it's not. Mean? So there, there, there was, there was nothing. There's no way to tell what kind of enthusiasm there is for Biden either, right? Now. Well, they didn't even do a Democrat caucus because the Democrats threatened to punish New Hampshire and Iowa if yeah. they didn't, if they didn't let South Carolina go first, right? So there was not. So I, I, no, yeah. I suspect that there's going to be a a lack of enthusiasm for him as well. I mean, whether there is for Trump or not, or not, and you may be right, but I suspect that, that there could be on both sides, right? It could be on both sides. Well, Trump sort of motivates the, the left in, in ways that Biden doesn't seem to be motivating our side. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, but 
none of this speaks to whether Biden's going to last till November or not, obviously. Um, I believe Iowa is seldom predictive um, of much, and I'm not quite sure why everybody's throwing their hands up after Iowa. I, well, I, I think the I think the uh, the the first four primaries are are I mean, it wasn't designed but it sort of fell into this um, was to give you a uh, to give the candidates a mechanism for focusing their attention on different segments of the population and thus not having to spend, you know, a billion dollars uh, on, on the primary. So Iowa is really small farming. New Hampshire has got a lot of, um, you know, diverse, small industries, but uh, you know, it's got some tech, got, you know, a little bit South Carolina, of course, in the South, they have a different, somewhat different culture down there. And um, then Nevada, you know, obviously <laughs> Nevada's, more freewheeling state, but you know a lot of labor and and uh, whatnot. I, it's not a bad system, really, to have candidates be able to focus on, like if we had a, a focus on little places first, um, rather than like having a national primary day. I mean, where would the candidates spend all their money? How would that even work? Well, um, not just little states, Ed, but as you as you're alluding to, each one sort of has a discrete culture about it and. Our system is designed to require a broad-based coalition. So, yeah. you know, if you if you made California and New York and Texas the first three or four, you know, and Florida the first four, I mean, you'd probably just have, uh, you know, campaigning in in a bunch of big cities, and and you wouldn't you wouldn't be getting a cross section of America the way you're getting more of a cross section by doing these four states. Um, the Democrats yes. are a little upset that there's not enough big cities, but South Carolina has enough big cities and, you know, has enough of a minority population, as does Nevada, actually. Um, I, I think it's it, it it requires the candidates to show that they can appeal to a broad class of people. Um, right. And, I mean, I, and, I, I totally and basically this was to this was to speak uh, to Steve's point that he put in a chat. It's like, why does. Iowa get to decide the the nomination for the whole country. Why can't the whole country decide? And I, I think, you know, the answer is what we just said, but also because, you know, a lot of, we, we like to talk about candidates and, and policies and, um, you know, even their character and whatnot. But, you know, it is really weird that that is definitely not what people think about when they, they vote. Um, you know, there's, there's two primary things that that people think about and the first is kind of a, a tribal thing um you know i i've been a democrat i'm always going to be a democrat I, i'm going to vote for democrat no matter what you know um and the second is there is a bandwagon effect you know if somebody's popular you, you know then you, the people with no no strong tribal loyalties might go one way or the other based on sort of a bandwagon. Well, That's the sort of media manipulation. I think uh, uh, bandwagon is, is kind of right, but I, I look at it slightly differently. I think it's it, by having small states up front, it makes it easier for a lesser known candidate 
to be able to participate and make a make an introduction, make a showing. And, you know, if, again, if you had all the big states up front, it would be much harder for for underdog candidates to to raise enough money to be able to, to show up for the first yeah. couple of primaries. Having having the small states come first allows for a more diverse candidate field, at least in theory. I mean, it hasn't always worked out that way. I mean, the Republican primary certainly didn't have a very diverse field, but, you know, in 2016, it did. Um, I mean, I, I I tend to agree. I mean, obviously, if you had all the big states early on, it's going to be over. And generally, oh, okay, Mike, that- Mike, Mike. Here's my problem with all this. I don't really care who goes first. I am infuriated that how many people say Iowa voted and it's over. Forty nine states out of fifty have no say. Three hundred million, three hundred twenty million people Steve, have well, no I, say. No, let me oh, let me just use statistics. It's, no, it's no, not no, statistics. It's Ed, not go, excuse me, Ed Powell. Go back and tell me when Iowa picked the president. Okay, but and, and Ed, Ed, you I, know I, much I think... more about statistics than I do, and there is nothing about Iowa that's representative of all fifty states. That is absolutely absurd. No, I agree. It has it hasn't been a bellwether in recent elections, but I think this year is a little different, right? We're There's trying nothing to see, representative we're trying to see... about any one state. That's okay, but th- this year we're trying to see if somebody is going to actually really challenge Trump. And what we found out right off the bat is is like, no. <laughs> in one state out of 50, that doesn't make sense from any viewpoint whatsoever. No, David, I mean, does, the, it make, the, no, does it make sense to even, donate money to the, to the candidates besides Trump? Are you donating money to, to somebody besides Trump? I wouldn't donate money to any of these pieces of garbage, okay? Okay. <laughs> Ed, Ed, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are many people in 49 states who don't want Trump to be president. Okay, but you will have zero say in that. But there is still going to be opportunity. Nobody no, there's says, not. Ted, Ted Cruz, that the piece of doesn't garbage, have to drop out. Nikki listen, Haley doesn't have to drop out. They don't have to drop out. Ted Cruz, what a piece of garbage who has no self-respect whatsoever. Last night already or this afternoon, it's over. I support Trump. It's over. What do you mean it's over? Did anybody that you supposedly represent get to vote for it? What do you mean it's over? What does that even mean? It means be over. Right, I'll tell you what it state. means, Stephen. You you want you're being so aggressive about it. I'll tell you what because it means. Because it's wrong. The number, one challenger, it's wrong. the number one challenger was DeSantis. DeSantis spent way more time, way more money in Iowa, and Iowa has an electorate that is very friendly to him, and he still got his ass kicked by 30 points. I thought last week he was gonna win. Okay. I certainly thought at a minimum he was gonna have a strong showing. He got his ass kicked. If he can't win in Iowa, he can't win anywhere. And anyone with a brain knows that. The only reason for him and Haley to stay in right now. So in other words, there's no states. We don't have states anymore. We do have states. He he had a trial run. He got to test it out. That's not a trial run. It's not even a primary, Ed. It's not even a primary. Why is it that every politician in this country is saying without one primary, it's over? I just They're entitled to their opinion. No, I mean, Steve. It was a Steve, perfect storm the, for DeSantis. He spent a ton of is time on. and a ton of money, and he couldn't move the needle. He couldn't win Iowa. You're right. And guess what? Trump is not going to win California. Does that mean it's over? No, we have 50 states. Stephen, that's like that saying, I want, to, I want to make the NBA. I'm going to try out for the New York Knicks. And then if I, if I get my ass kicked, well, I still have 30, 29 other teams. Let me keep trying out. No. At some Ed, point, excuse me, Ed, and say, Ed, I'm a sports no fan, and that happens every single day of the year. 
that people get off of one team and it's exactly what they do. They get picked up by other teams either because the teams are worse or they need that position. Bad, saying, bad metaphor. But but you can be so out of it that it doesn't it doesn't pay to keep trying out. How if can you be I out of it? When out, I would not make voted. it. Huh? How can you be out of it when nobody has voted? It doesn't because make he sense. just tried out his best arguments in in a friendly environment, in a caucus state. He tried right. out his best, which arguments. also benefited but, him. But, but Stephen, I don't it understand. Matter explain, what anybody excuse said. me. Who's the president of the United States today? Biden. And he won both Iowa and New Hampshire last time. No, he didn't. No, so why didn't we say it's over? He got his butt kicked in friendly states. It did. We did say it. No, Everyone did say it was over. What? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't over. The answer is Steve. They were so scared of Bernie Sanders that they coalesced around Biden. Right. And, exactly. and Iowa and New Hampshire meant nothing. It's a completely different Absolutely. landscape. Why is it a different landscape? It, well, Iowa, no, because Steve, he had you a, listen for a Biden second. had a if, serious if, challenger in, in Bernie at that point. If Trump won Iowa... If Trump won Iowa 35 to 32, then none of us would be talking like exactly. This. It's it's when you win 55 to 25. Right. Then. OK, we all know say, enough about it, population it, it, samples to know that that's not a sample of our population. What's the total population of Iowa? OK, it's a perfect but who, ignoring the main point, though. Who are you mad at, though? I'm mad at the politicians saying it's over. I, that's what I'm mad about. Well, we have a lot of reasons over. to be mad at them. This is probably low on the totem pole. <laughs> no, they're all saying it's over. They're well, clearing I, the entire... It probably is. Late. I mean, I'm sorry to tell you it, that. So why didn't we say that in 2020 before South Carolina flipped everything? It's absolutely first ridiculous. Of all, first of all, it's different because that's a Democrat primary. Iowa doesn't right. represent Democrats the way... Iowa represents okay. Republicans. Okay, Mike, you're on Google person. Can you tell me how many times Iowa picked a Republican nominee in the last 40 years? Iowa? Yeah. I, I don't Bush. I don't know. I think the one Iowa, time in the last 40 years? In recent history, I don't remember Iowa or New, Ever. New Hampshire. But it doesn't, it's not about women. history. It's about, it's about using, history. It's not we're, we're about using your eyes and brain about what happened year. this week. We're it's looking at this year. The actual we're facts looking, on the ground. We're looking it's at just, a, a former sitting president who was the front runner based on all the polls. And so because I just like Haley and the rest of them had the their chance, like they're, they're, they had their chance to show that they were viable. Okay, Mike, I know you worked in marketing research. I know that. And if you tried to sell Coca-Cola okay. marketing research in one state, they would have used it. It's not a good analogy. It's not a good analogy. It's not representative okay. Of okay, so put a, put aside your anger towards the politicians, then cheerlead and say Nikki Haley just have to stay in. Of stay course, in you should stay. A hundred percent. I don't have a problem with that. They want and to what do you? The problem is the bandwagon tech. They want to stay the bandwagon in for Super Tuesday, and then get their ass kicked on Super Tuesday, and then you can say it's over on Super. hundred percent, but at least Super Tuesday. Normally, it, it is over on Super Tuesday. Okay. I mean, look, you're in New York. I'm in New Jersey. We never we have never. To that's right. That's right. We never that's have forty million. New Jersey is June. No say. No New, say. New what's Jersey is June. There's no purpose in even Wait, going to the forty million vote. people at least have no say. Now I have a okay. question for you. But that's the way it works. Aren't you it's sick? Not, of it's not all like Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy who eats up all the. You want it all to be in one day. And flips, and now he's a Trump supporter, always been a Trump supporter. Trump Would you rather see all the states vote on the same day and then it's over with? At least people have a say. 
technically you would no, but they wouldn't but, have no. That's wrong, Stephen. You're you're just you're missing the no, boat. No, if, I'm not were, missing if the you point. had every primary on the same day, then there's a whole bunch of people that couldn't afford to do it and wouldn't be able to run and wouldn't be able to raise the money to do it. That, okay, first of all, people who vote in primaries are far more politically involved than those who vote in generals. Can we agree on that? That is correct. Yes. Thank you. So the people who vote in primaries are much more politically astute and aware, and they don't give a shit. You have to get your message out. Nobody cares who spent money. I'm not voting because of Trump because of money. I'm not voting because of DeSantis because of money. I'm not voting against Biden because of money. And I will tell you something. Go to a thousand politically involved people and no commercial that Trump makes, no commercial Ramaswamy makes will move them anything whatsoever. It has if you no don't think that money is the most of the politics, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Right? That's less, less than 10% of the population. But they're Most the ones who, are. no, no, excuse me. They're not 10% of who votes in the primaries. And they're for sure not those in the caucuses. What percentage of people vote in primaries who aren't politically involved? What percentage of the candidates doesn't raise a lot of money and, and wins? Zero. Because of the way we say it's over after one state. But it's not. No, no it's you know what? That's, that's the market speaking, Stephen. There's no law that requires people to come out. It's the market speaking. And the market says people are not going to donate. And the only reason Kansas and Haley are staying in, I hate to say it, is because they're expecting something bad to happen to Trump. Okay. Whether he gets assassinated not, or I'm, I'm, jail. Honestly, I can't remember the last time or even in my lifetime where we said after Iowa, we're all saying it's over. It's never, it's never happened. Every, that's no, no, that's not true either, happened. Mike. It says every year it's there are two or three tickets that get punched out of Iowa. But it's never, ever been over. Usually and the nominee is not over. determined after Iowa. Correct, but Iowa winnows the field. Iowa winnows, it winnows the field, but it's okay, not but this over. Year is, this and year you don't have to have it. You're right. In the past, it winnows the field, but this time... The, the 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 challenges to Trump have fallen flat, and this was fertile ground for his in Iowa rival rival DeSantis. If he can't win Iowa, he's not going to win anywhere. That's just the fact. And not only did he not win, he didn't win a Trump won every single county. I, I, there's no bigger DeSantis fan than than me on the show, but he got his ass kicked. There's no he has no path forward other than Trump getting assassinated or get, Trump getting thrown in jail. Yep, but their messaging wasn't there to the begin with either. I'm sorry. Correct. The ran an absolutely awful campaign. It, it, they're, they're all lukewarm. They're all lukewarm. The only one who's coming in, that, in hot it, is Trump. I don't, in that I sense, didn't want this, I I mean, want this result. Me, Trump did not run any campaign. What are we talking right. about? Yeah, but he's Trump coming in hot on everything. Everything. I mean, you, you open up the newspaper, Trump, Trump, Trump. I look at my phone, Trump, 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 That's Trump. That's not Trump. coming in, Trump, huh? Trump, That's Trump. the press pushing him to be the nominee exactly for what I said, because Biden I don't disagree with that. And they're going to crush Trump. Yeah, but nobody responded to it. Haley and, and DeSantis weren't like, well, he's the person who failed us big time in COVID anyhow. He's the person who did Operation War Speed. All these That's points. Funny, exactly. I heard running a campaign. In order to run I heard a campaign. DeSantis say that many times, Megan. In order to run a campaign, you have to be able to tell a story. Trump's story was he's death sanctimonious, he's a liar, he's this, he's all these name calling. DeSantis had no counter narrative. He allowed Trump to define him without him defining Trump. And he didn't bother to attack Trump until basically New Year's Day when it was too late. 
Now, if you guys have been on the show, anyone who's been listening has known for six months I've been saying, why won't DeSantis attack Trump? I mean, if you don't think your policies are better than the guy, then why are you even in the race in the first place? I mean, so why was why was Ramaswamy in the race? I think he was a stalking horse. I think he was there to protect Trump and attack DeSantis. And I think that's been proven. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think if anybody ever votes for him in the future for anything, they should be thrown away out of the country because he's making a fool out of the system to immediately say, oh, I'm totally in for Trump. What do you mean? A week ago, you were saying, don't vote for Trump. Don't vote. You should vote for me. The people have you not who, seen politicians before, Stephen? I, I mean, seen, they do this all the time. And I think I'm the oldest man in this room, so I'm following politics the longest. And they do it all the time, but you should have to take a tiny, tiny bit of self-respect. Ted Cruz should commit Harry Carey. He should have committed <laughs> Harry Carey four years ago when he didn't give a crap what Trump did to him and his wife. And now Ted who needs Ted Cruz to open his big fat mouth up? But he's got to run right away. Oh, I endorse him, it's over. Come on. What is with these? And we're going to kill. We're going to still vote for all these people, by the way. We're going to keep putting them in office. We don't have better people. No. Which obviously. Well, nobody has the money to run against them. Everybody knows my conclusion. This is a dead country. This is a country that has zero future. That is literally in its death throes. And a few people said, let's wait, maybe 2024. The best we're going to get is Donald Trump who is not going to be half as good if he was good in his first term, okay? And that's the best we're going to get. And there's nothing Trump will put through that the deep state doesn't want. He will accomplish absolutely nothing positive in his second term, because if you think they thwarted him the first time, they're going to do it 10 times as much this time. They're Mm -hmm. talking about a military coup, and that's the best we're getting. It's time to give up on this country, period. This country has no hope. I don't agree with that. You you don't agree with that. We're being kicked the crap out of in the Middle East right now. Taiwan is half dead and China's like telling us what to do. And what's going to be our big hope? Maybe, maybe Trump is going to win and do what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. But that just because DeSantis ran a shitty campaign doesn't mean there's not better Republicans out there or better people. Better Republicans can't win. We just proved it again and again and again. He didn't try. He ran a shitty campaign. But it doesn't matter. Let's see see somebody run a good campaign. When is the last time a Republican ran a good campaign? They can't because the establishment will never let a good Republican win. It cannot let a Republican win and they won't. This is a country. I think that's a cop out. I think that it's not a blame is not the media. The media didn't silence Ron DeSantis. The media didn't stop him from calling out Trump on Operation Warp Speed, on the first step back emptying the prisons, on the COVID spending, on letting BLM and Antifa riot and have their own insurrection before January 6th. There were so many things he could have said. You run for president without the money. He kept his goddamn mouth shut and didn't say a damn thing. You're the one saying you can't do without money. You will never have money without RNC backing and deep state backing, and they will never back a real candidate. By the time anybody gets a say, we are stuck with garbage. And that's what happens every single time these elections are finished months ago. Sanders wasn't garbage, though. He just ran a shitty campaign. And you see, and you see, he ran a horrible campaign for whatever reason. And maybe one day they'll write a book why he took what's that guy, Jeff Rowe? Why yeah, did Jeff Rowe was the reason. Jeff Rowe was Ted Cruz's. He took a bunch of the establishment. 
horrible, wishy-washy people because that's what happens. And the point is we can't get better because the system cannot do better. It can't. Megan, How many say years so. do we have to wait to prove that? Another 50? <laughs> when do we say this country's done? I know some My doctor has the same sentiments as Steve. I some mean, people say if DeSantis crushed this country's done, I can't wait. I just to got done with this conversation with my doctor. Yeah, and <laughs> before I went to get the car. He yeah. said the same thing. Uh, and I guess maybe it's a New York thing, like, you know, I my Yorba Linda is Port Washington. And so he was saying the same thing. He's like minded like all of us. And he was like, This country's this country's done. His wife is from Eastern Europe. She says the same thing. Um, it's pretty depressing. And then I started talking about yoga and then we got happy again. So do you guys want to talk about <laughs> yoga? <laughs> no, I think we, we could talk about the good things in the culture, like the new polyamorous dating show. <laughs> yeah, this country's in really good shape, folks. Yeah, there's the, there's the show where uh, older women... Uh, date uh, their sons. That's another right. show. That, uh, that's lovely. That's uh, a lot of fun. To How long before Biden tries to intervene in that show? Biden's dating um, little girls still. Yeah, he wants to date his daughter. Maybe he'll get the Justice uh, Department to to sue them for discrimination. Yeah, the problem with that is they already accused Trump of that, if we all remember that one. Oh, I do. I remember with Ivanka. Ugh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we we get winners that we get choices between. So, anyway, everybody knows my opinion. So that is, I think that's pretty pretty typical, uh, you know, New Yorkers' opinion, though, Steve. Like, I really, I really do. Um, we just Megan, seem to I be very I'm not the least bit involved in New York politics. Not the least. I know, but but you live I'm here. Only involved live. in New Hampshire politics. I don't get involved in your politics because New York is. <laughs> but a you live state. here. I lived there because I lived there, but New York is. But it's a, our attitude. We're like no, pessimists. I'm a Baltimorean by birth. I, that's not my attitude. New I think there's that's one not the uh, story that we haven't really touched on yet that I think is really important, and that is this is instead of instead of waiting, you know, using exit polling to to call a race too early, like they did with Arizona and and Georgia in, in 2020, they used entrance polling. They called the election before people even voted. And I thought they weren't supposed to. I look at that as sort of a what, what, Mike? I thought they weren't supposed to to do that. Well, at least not. I think that was a trial balloon. I think that that's I I think that's something that they're going to they're going to look to do in in November. And, you know, we're always fighting the last war, you know, whether it's voter ID or whatever. And they're always looking for the for the next, you know, they're fighting a future war. And. I think that that's part of the, you know, I don't know what all their strategy is, but that's probably part of it. Whose entrance entrance polling are you talking about? Fox News sent out uh, alerts to anyone with a Fox News app by like 802 or something. This goes back to to, to Florida in 2000 with Bush and Gore and and what happened in the panhandle, right? When they they were, well, they were well that was yeah. different they, where where there were people but online didn't, didn't they didn't they all agree that they weren't going to call races before the uh, the polls were closed yes, but yes. that's what I'm saying and they they were supposedly going before they were using exit polling and they were trying to they were supposed to wait at least until everybody had voted now they didn't wait until anybody had voted 
They, they, you know, the voting okay, but, didn't but, start but, until after eight o'clock. But in a caucus situation, not not in a general right. election. Okay, let's see what I mean. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. Vote I don't know forward. if they have a, a, an agreement or what they have, but I thought all the media outlets basically said they wouldn't do that again. That they would uh, wait until the polls are closed before they project a winner. But but they but they did it this time. Both Fox and CNN released uh, released uh, projections mm-hmm. before the voting. Forget about before it started. I mean, they were just sitting down in their seats. It was like eight oh two when they started uh, announcing that uh, Trump had won. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's I something to. I think that's a big part of the story. Almost as big, if not as if not as big as Trump's margin of victory. Do you guys agree that the press wants Trump? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I, my, I only hesitation, a... my only hesitation is that I think if they really could have their druthers, they want Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Why would they want Nikki? That's Haley the only thing. A Democrat president. She's More a, easily no, beatable. Huh? Because no, she's... no, I don't think she's more easily beatable. I think that's because they win either way. Right. She's a Democrat. Yeah. Hmm. But she, I don't think she's no, a Democrat. But the point is they want Trump, A, because he sells papers and he sells ads, and B, because they're going to destroy him. Yeah. Trump is not going to win this election because not, he could read it, win against Biden, <laughs> but he won't win against anybody else. And at a certain point, that's what they're going to tell Biden. He's he's always gotten them ratings. I don't think that MSNBC ever had higher ratings than Trump. no, and they're gonna love it right now. They're gonna. Have I don't think this is about ratings for them. It's both. If it, if it were about this ratings, religion, they would run and... their networks very differently. This is about power and who they think that they can manipulate and beat. Okay, so ratings is the icing on the cake, but it is the icing. I I just don't think so. If 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 ratings matter to them, they would run their businesses very differently. They're making money some other way. They're not making money based on ratings and based on selling advertising space. That's this is about power. Right. But the power is also about who watches them. And this picks up the people who watch Rachel Maddow by 50 times. Nobody watches Rachel Maddow. Nobody watches MSNBC. Nobody watches CNN. More people will watch them if they bash Trump. And they yes, they do want eyes. I think the monetary thing is less important to them because they get most of their money from subscriptions than the eyeballs. Eyeballs are the currency in television, and I think it's it you know it's it's vanity. Um, it keeps the network executives happy and the higher ups. I think they do want eyeballs and whether it's on the right or the left, Trump generates eyeballs. So um, that's kind of, you know, that's not, that's not financial, but it, it is sort of, um, it's, it's a different currency, right? It's, it's the currency mm-hmm. of fame. It's the currency of, of, um, of influence, 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 that sort of thing. I, I do think that, um, you know, they aren't going to do what they did in 2016, um, where they really propped them up in the primaries against a, a really strong list of candidates. Let's be honest, this year's list of candidates is, is not terribly strong, 
I, you know, I, again, I like DeSantis too, but he ran a terrible campaign with no messaging whatsoever. Um, and uh, I, I think that um, I don't think I, I think even if the media had been wildly anti-Trump, and, and a lot of the media has been wildly anti-Trump, you know, there's the military is planning a, a coup if Trump is elected. Um, there's all sorts of um, you know talk about uh, the loss of quote unquote our democracy if he's he's elected. Um, he he just that there's a lot of you know there's a lot of stuff put out by the leftist media which is supposed to scare people like oh my god if Trump gets in he's going to deport all these illegal aliens that ends up you know. <laughs> convincing Republicans to vote for him, even though I, you know, I don't think he is going to deport all the illegal aliens. I wish and, he and did. And Hochul. Hochul is going down yeah. to D.C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I think the media does have an outsized influence compared to their actual reach, which is low. Um, but I, I just, I just don't, I, I the, Republican Party has almost always chosen the next guy, the next guy in line. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know. I mean, you can go back forever. It's you know, Eisenhower was the last president who wasn't, you know, the next, the last nominee who wasn't the next guy. And both the Democrats and Republicans, they'd been they'd been so out of the presidency that they were willing to take, you know, they they wanted anybody really. Yeah. So and they and the Dems. Uh, wooed him in two. So it's always the next guy. Well, who's the next guy right now? Well, it's Trump. Trump's the next guy because he was the last guy and he was screwed out of a win in the last election. But that's not what the Republican establishment wants. No, it's what the Republican Republican I think it is. I think Trump is the establishment and and to the extent that he's any different, he's made a full alliance with them. I yeah, it's a business. Control him. Yes, they can control him now. But it's not just that they can control him. I mean, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier in the week. When you look at the way the Republican establishment has ruled for the last, you know, 50 years, let's say, they've come up with a couple of positions like abortion, Roe v. Wade, guns, and taxes. I mean, those are the main buzzwords. And they just chant those uh, chant those policies and they don't they don't bother to follow through on it they just say you know vote for us or you're or you're you know you're voting for some crazy dem who's a, who's for abortion or who's going to raise your taxes or who's going to steal your guns and that's basically what trump does trump just found some different slightly different themes he's talking about the wall he's talking about deportation he's talking about china but it's basically the same strategy Talk, 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 scare the scare the Republican voters, get elected, and then don't do anything about it. I mean, it's the same game plan. And I think he's just part of the establishment now. He's he's running the exact same way. And and his themes are not all that different than the establishment. I don't I don't know. I mean, like if, if he wins again, I'm not sure what he's gonna do. He can't do anything because he has no power. Well, then you start talking about will there be a Republican? Congress at all. <laughs> Even out. if there's a Republican Congress, uh, that doesn't. I understand. Do Listen, I mean, the way things are, are going, I wouldn't be surprised if, the, you know, obviously if the Dems are back in tr- control of Congress completely this time next year, which means he's not going to get anything done if he gets elected. Any, like, any... what did he get done when he had both houses? 
Uh, I mean, nothing because Paul Ryan didn't want to be this close to getting Obamacare. The Republicans, but it wasn't his fault that it didn't happen. Doesn't matter. The Republicans don't let him do anything, even if he wants. I understand that. Okay, well, let's talk about what he one thing, Stephen. Talk about what he can control and what he can't control. Obviously, he's got much more control on in terms of foreign policy, where I think he was very good for the most part in his presidency, and where a lot of things are have gone haywire since he's going to have a lot less control this time this is a president who what was the secretary of defense called up china well, and committed treason behind his back and got away with it oh general milley the joint chief the, joint chiefs so the point is and that was the first time around i mean not, that guy has, should have been hung for that this time around there's nothing he can do the president doesn't give orders to the sergeants in the field okay and they will thwart him at every single he he, he can take a side through the uh, military as well as through the, um, you know, uh, what he needs is a chief of staff or a domestic policy advisor who understands the Administrative Procedures Act and Mm -hmm. dots every I and crosses every T and does the Schedule F thing that he did at the end of his presidency that, um, that Biden overruled that basically allows him to fire every, um, any, uh, bureaucrat, you know, who is involved in policymaking, which is basically the entire senior executive service and, and much of the GS-15s. And just when you get in, just m- massacre, you know, okay, I mean, make know it look like a picnic. He'll be in court the entire time and he'll be impeached the entire time. Trump. Let me ask you, let me, let me throw this at you guys. What if, what if the globalists have decided 2025, 2026 is is the time for war, and Trump for well, all they've his decided bluster, 2024 is the time for war. Right? Trump that for all his minute. bluster has no idea how to run a war. He's by his own admission he doesn't want to fight any wars. So he having an inexperienced commander in chief is exactly what they want. Maybe that's what's going on. I I think that there is a substantial chance that there's going to be a. a fairly large ish war uh, involving the United States before the, um, uh, you know, the year is out, because I think that is a way, is a way to um, distract. I mean, the country's already distracted. Biden's not in charge. The goofballs who are in charge don't know what they're doing. Um, You know, what, what a better time to attack the United States or U S interests. Um, like you Iran is doing now. You don't attack us in an election year because that will guarantee a Republican election and they get a stronger president. I don't know if it would guarantee a Republican election. I mean, if we go back in time and we look at every war uh, president that ran during the war, they've always won. I think it's a coordinated effort. I think that you're right, Ed Powell, that there will be a war and I think it's going to be intentional. It's going to be ugly. There's going to be a lot of casualties. And it's going to be the purpose is to keep if Biden stays in to keep him in office. And if they sub out, if they, you know, sub him out for somebody else, they're going to say we're working with this uh, team of people that Biden put in with our party. We need to see this through. And I, I just see them winning. Ed P, let me ask uh, you a question. When you say there's going to be a war. A war needs two sides. How would there be a war? Well, I mean, there's the obvious uh, 
um, Iran versus the, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia or, um, or the Gulf states, that's one flashpoint. Right, but we're not there fighting. Is, we're not going to fight in these wars. We did the last time uh, Saudi Arabia was threatened. Um, we've not, got the... What's that? When was in that? the Gulf, Gulf War, 1991. Who was president then? Bush. Yes, not Biden. Biden's not going to fight in any wars. The and then you've, you know, got, Ru- you've got the Russia-Ukraine thing, which could spill over. You've got the uh, Lebanon. Dying away. Russia-Ukraine is, is uh, out of the news. It doesn't matter anymore. Well, there's I've read stories where Russia is itself preparing for a, a fairly dramatic offensive. This, I agree uh, with you. They may take Ukraine, but the United States is not getting involved in it. We don't have any more weapons and we're not sending troops to Ukraine. That's not happening. So, again, we're not. And, in, and we're not. in. And there's the. You know, Hezbollah, Lebanon, uh, large-scale attack slash invasion of uh, Israel, and there's always United China, States isn't gonna Taiwan. Send people. China, Taiwan, we're going to give them. I think Biden's made it really clear even this week. If they take Taiwan, Biden's going to give it to them. He may have to massage the messaging a little bit. But look what just happened just this week with their election. So I don't see us getting in a war. I see us losing. Well, Taiwan, I thought, elected a more yes. of a Yes, and what did Biden do for a second? Threw him under the bus. We are not for Taiwan independence. And China knows that they own Biden. China could take Taiwan. We're not going into a war for Taiwan. So I don't see us. I, again, Biden doesn't have any power. He, he doesn't even know where he is. So it's not the question of what, what Biden wants. is not going to they're not going to fight for Taiwan. I just don't. I don't think they're going to win if they fight Taiwan. But that's, that's why they're not going to fight because we can, we there's nothing we can do in that in that part of the world. So I see us oh, losing more and more as far as international clout. But I don't see us having casualties in the war because we're not going to fight for anybody. And like Ed always says, that's the point: is that make us have less clout. And even if there is one, I'm not sure that that is going to work in the Democrats' favor because I. After what we've been through this century, getting into a lot of these cra- crazy situations, I, I I don't know that the American people are just going to automatically back their president if we were involved in some conflict. That's what I'm saying. We're not getting involved in any conflict. Yeah, Trump's message. I tend to agree good. with what you're saying, Stephen. I, I don't I don't know where Stephen, we're gonna. Let me ask you this about Taiwan. Somewhere. Yes, I agree that China owes, owns Biden. But if they own Biden, why wouldn't why wouldn't part of the deal be send the send the Pacific fleet to try and protect Taiwan and we're going to sink it? I mean, if they own him and I think they do, I think that's what their plan would be. I don't know. that. I think the Chinese, uh, uh, you know, the Chinese figured they were getting a deal by owning Biden. But the, what they get is an empty shell who is being run by, you know, Obama, Valerie Jarrett and, and others who they don't own. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's like China, China bought the right guy, but the right guy turned out to be, um, you know, mentally incompetent. I, I don't know. I don't see us defending Taiwan because, A, we can't. And I just don't see the country. No, not my, my hypothetical was not that we defend it, that we pretend to defend it. And he sacrifices our Pacific fleet. Um, I'm not that conspiratorial. Um, I think we'll just let him have it frankly, hmm. because we, we don't have anybody who really cares that much, unfortunately. But aren't we obligated to aren't defend we? them? 
What are we obligated uh, by? Uh, we don't even officially yeah, domestic law. Domestic we, law, which yeah, we haven't recognized no. them since 1970. Something. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm, I'm not saying. I agree with you, Stephen. I think if China wants Taiwan, we're not going to lift a finger to do it. But that would really not work to Biden's advantage because everybody's going to be saying we're supposed to defend him, and now you're not going to do anything. You're going to sit there and do nothing. So. The young people you're don't do nothing. What Taiwan is. I mean, I think that's it, in our best interest. Doing nothing. If that if they want it, I, why? Should I as an American, why should I care? We should care because of the chip. But but, but, but politically, when you're obligated and you don't do it. What are we obligated by? I thought we had an agreement with them. I thought we had an agreement with Ukraine. Didn't we have an agreement to protect Ukraine when they gave up their nukes? No. Are we obligated by that? Yes. Yes, we did. We're no, not obligated was, by what we say. It was not it was not an agreement to defend them. Um, it was an agreement to defend their independence. Yes, Absolutely, but it wasn't a treaty, so it didn't have. It was an agreement, law. and America's agreements are worth absolutely nothing. <laughs> if you remember when Obama came into office and he tore up Bush's agreement, Americans, what do they say? It's bad to be Americans' enemy, but it's worse to be their friend. It's fatal to be their friend. We don't have agreements with any countries, so we're not going to protect Taiwan. I think we should, yeah. and I think if Trump was president, I don't think they will take Taiwan because I think they mm -hmm. think Trump is nuts. Why should we? Which is fine. Why? Why should we? Why should we what? Protect Taiwan, defend Taiwan. I think morally we should defend Taiwan, but I don't know that we should give up lives for it. I think we should play poker. Like well, that's done. what it would take. We've done 50 years we've played this game. I mean, this goes back. Wasn't it Nixon who gave Taiwan up? Nixon and Kissinger. One China? Yes, and dear old Kissinger. Anyway, let's talk about good news because... We know that Greg Abbott has been listening to this show because he has finally done what Ed Maslisch has been yelling at him about for the three years we're on. And Ed, you should be very proud. He said GFY to Eric Adams, that's for sure. No, forget is, that. Is he Abbott, is Abbott said, the one who's I'm telling taking... the National... He... I'm not sure that Abbott is the one telling the National Guard to kick the feds out. I think that they're acting on their own, aren't they? I, I, they have to be ordered by somebody. No, it's Abbott is the commander in chief of the Texas National and Guard. He well, I know he is. Keep huh? the feds out. That is, isn't that exactly what you've been asking him to do? Literally. Yep. And he's daring that to come in. Now, I know the feds are going to, they gave him till the 18th, which is tomorrow. And then I guess they're going to do to him what they're doing to the Houthis. They're going to give him another warning. Um, and by the way, I they, they already they, filed a lawsuit. Yeah. I, I'm, I think they did, but they also warned him. But again, what are they, they're going to fight in the way they fight the Houthis. They're going to shoot down missiles. Uh, is this the first time it's ever happened that a state has sent the National Guard and said, Fed, stay away? No, that's what I mean, I the first was time in modern time. What's that? <laughs> no, first I mean, time in modern times. I mean, obviously, that's the, that's the South did it. I was going to say, that's what the Southern states did to prevent integration. Right. That's 160 years, though, since they did that, isn't it? Oh, when? 1950s. Eisenhower sent the army into Little Rock to integrate the schools. And what happened? Well, the, the National Guard backed down, but the National Guard was defending segregation. I now. understand, but it doesn't at the moment, they're not backing down. That's what I'm saying. Well, let's see if Biden sends the army in. This is a pretty big deal. That's all I'm saying. And Actually I, a big deal. I know they got it here. 
because I listen to a lot of people and I don't know anybody else who was saying it. And it'll be interesting to see if they back down, how will they do it gracefully? Who's the they? Whoever's running the National Guard in Texas, whoever tells them to go or stay or leave. I think it's going to I think it's going to lead to shooting. You really think the feds will shoot the National Guard or you think they'll just back down? I think somebody is going to fire shots. Well, that'll be interesting. That'll be fodder for a show. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good one, Ed. I don't know if I want to go to the, the guys on the Texas National Guard think that the country is being invaded and that the the federal government is tra is is treasonous. They're they're not going to just back down. I I don't think. Well, so. they will if they're ordered to by their commander. I, I I see a Waco more than a them backing down. I don't know. Kent State comes to mind, even though it's not the same. Uh, that'll be pretty. Well, Waco, where the feds, the feds fired on them and blew them all up. So you think the feds would fire on the on the state? That's what I think is going to happen. Yes, that would be pretty wild. Well, I I can't say that that would be a bad thing necessarily. Maybe they'll remember the Alamo and all that other stuff. Because the Republicans, I'm not following Texit very closely, but from what I am, Texit put some big petition to get something on the ballot, and they were absolutely crushed by the Republican Party. And now they're talking about they want to sue the Republican Party. But the Republican Party in Texas is like every other Republican Party, their establishment. So it'll, it'll definitely be interesting. All right, Ed, you're on record. You guys want to go on record about Texas? How it's going to end? Cowboys versus drag queens. <laughs> That's an interesting thought. Uh, yeah, because we had that story that no white boys joining the army anymore. Well, I, mean, I want to bet on the cowboys. Well, based on what happened last week, we know the cowboys always lose. So you know. Well, well, not the football team. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm a Giants fan. I'll never bet on them. <laughs> Uh, okay, I am not jinxing my team. I'm not even going to mention the fact that they're the top team in the NFL. So let's move on from that. Uh, who's your favorite team? I said I'm not Baltimore. Oh, 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 I didn't mention it. You're my witness. That's right. I've learned not to mention Baltimore with Steve. I, you know, yeah, I don't mention. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, it's not even a Baltimore. I mean, it is a Baltimore team, but you you didn't grow up like rooting for them because they didn't exist, right? This is they true. Cults. No, well, actually, it's they not true because the yeah. Ravens started in what year? 96. Right, and I left Baltimore about a year and a half later. Um, my nephew was on their marching band as with some other friends. It's still Baltimore. Now, I can't root against the Colts and I can't root for the Colts. That's another story. And frankly, it's between me and my psychiatrist. So I'm not going to be discussing that here. But Okay, we have Massachusetts officials pleading with homeowners to take in illegal aliens. Now, I know we were talking about that months ago that this is going to happen. And the question is, will it go from pleading to forcing? Quartering. How would they do that? A lottery? How would they force you? How would they force you? They would knock on your door and say, here. 
Yeah, but how would they select it? Like, how would they pick which home is going to house the... It's not going well, to people in Cape they'll, Cod. They'll go to the it's Republican the National Committee and buy Republican donor lists. That's what I thought. Like, that's where my <laughs> mind was going. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not, they're not doing it in Obama's house in Cape Cod. I think that's where that would be the perfect place. Well, he has a lot of space, oh. obviously, and he hasn't invited anybody. But, you know, the illegal alien thing as we know, is exploding all over. Apparently, Adams just <laughs> instituted a curfew for them in New York. <laughs> you know, we discussed the school being taken over, that story, last week. It's, um, I don't know where it ends, because I don't know when the average American fights back. I mean, there are Democrats not happy with Mayorkas, right? I don't know. I haven't heard of any. Yeah, they're definitely Democrats angry at him. Not only in Texas, because their cities are going down. I mean, look what's going to Chicago, not happy. Some speak up more openly, some not, but not. You least. know, I haven't I haven't really heard one Democrat complaining about the, the you know, the Biden, Mayorkas or the open border policy. I've heard them complain about, you know, the buses from Texas and things like that. Um, but mm. I really haven't. Honestly, I I. I haven't heard one of them complain about uh, Biden, uh, Biden's policy. No, I definitely have. They're saying that this is something's got to change. This has got to stop. Hochul's down in D.C. right now, isn't she? Fighting it? I don't know. Yeah, I think she is. Hold on. Less trouble for us here. Yeah, just get her away. It wouldn't be the first time she went to D.C., so... Hochul, who promoted New York as a sanctuary state for illegal immigrants, said during her Tuesday budget proposal unveiling that she was once again heading to D.C. on Friday to advocate for effective immigration reform, a stronger border, and increased support from the federal government from New York. Well, that's what it's about, the money. Well, it's about the but, money, but they also are saying stronger border. Whether wait, saying, wait, we were called racists and xenophobes for saying that. Well, we are racist and xenophobes for saying that, but they're not. Oh. Just I follow the rules. D after my name? Mm. Okay. Someone do it. Did you guys catch the UN Security Council today that condemned Iran for bombing Pakistan? And killing civilians? No, I didn't see that. You didn't the see UN that, condemned? Did they bomb civilians? I, I heard they yeah, were Yeah, Iran bombed Pakistan training. and killed some civilians. The reason you didn't see uh, it is because it didn't happen. <laughs> because it only happens when Israel kills civilians. It doesn't happen when Russians kill Ukrainians. It doesn't happen when Iranians kill Pakistanians. Pakistanians? Yeah, I like that. What do you call Pakistanis? Something Pakis? like that. Yeah, I should not have said that. I used to rent from Pakistanis. but And I hear that there was a uh, pro-Hamas rally in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Which is where? Cool. I'm sorry? Where in North Carolina? In Raleigh. Ed, you weren't there? No, I'm in Michigan right now. Right, but you were far from Raleigh anyway, kind of. Yeah, I was about four hours from Raleigh. Hundreds call for ceasefire resolution at Raleigh City Council meeting Tuesday. Because it also says in the Constitution, you're allowed to obstruct government proceedings if you're on the left. 
It's awesome. Yeah. Did you see that pro-Palestinians were shouting at the kids in St. Jude? Everybody knows what St. Jude is? Yes. The hospital? The free hospital that takes care of kids with cancer. Right. Uh-huh. Literally standing outside shouting, shame, shame, and saying, look, there's kids wow. in the window and shouting. Did you hear that there's a movement in the federal government for employees to walk off the job uh, in like a, tomorrow, the, the Friday or something in support of the of Palestinians to try and get Biden to change his policy? That, uh, and that I thought supposedly was Mike Johnson crazy. said they should all be fired, which I don't know. Yes, if I don't influence it, on I, that at all. But yeah, I don't think they can be, you know, if they sick out or something like that. But it is shot. That's shocking. Truly, that is shocking to me. I I don't usually get too shocked at these things, but geez, that's crazy. I mean, I think we all notice that there's a power shift in this country. That certain groups are starting to feel their oats. Huh. Power shift. I don't know if I call it. I, I think it's just a, a de-evolution. It's just no, but the point is there was not there weren't enough Muslims in the country twenty years ago to gather together and make noise. And I think without people noticing it, there are today in many, many states. I think we noticed it. Which has taken over, but they have the power to make these demonstrations and riots in a lot more places. And they're a lot harder to discount because they have a lot of votes right now. Yeah, because they use our laws against us. Like, I mean, look what happened in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. They, you know, it's a very sleepy, sleepy town and very affluent. And, um, you know, the churches blend in with the surroundings, very colonial. And then they decided they wanted to build a mosque in the middle of the town, which does not adhere to any of the building codes. Well, then they invoked, of course, what amendment said they're restricting their right and they got to build the mosque. I'm pretty sure I have to look back on that, but they use our laws, our generosity and our benevolence against us. Mm -hmm. And and we've got to stop thinking. I mean, it obviously also speaks to the fact that it's not just the southern border that's a problem when it comes to immigration. It's not just the illegal immigration. immigration. It's it's the legal immigration. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if I wanted to go in... We're letting people come in and... uh, So, I mean, obviously, they're not becoming Americans. The address for the mosque? They're not being assimilated into this country. You're going to love this. Congress no is working out an immigration deal that supposedly is going to like not stop anything. And I'm not following it closely, but supposedly we're being sold down sold down the stream again. What are you showing us, Megan? It's this absolutely ostentatious mosque in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, that doesn't adhere to like the clapboard homes that are surrounding it. And, you know, there are certain... Uh, ways you're building buildings. If you want to build a new restaurant and everything, you have to adhere to that. No. Uh, they obviously didn't. And their address is 124 Church Street in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Oh, shit. They so, can use the name, so. I know. I'm not promoting it. I mean, it might be some nice people there. I don't know. But I just, I just find it very interesting. Yeah. So it was built. Well, like I always say, once it's too late, it's too late. 
They fought it though. They the people that lived there, they fought it to the nail. And the Muslims and I think sued it was a national them. Story. Yeah. Do you were, yeah, you were in New Jersey at the time, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I knew some of the people that were sued. Oh, okay. I hope you I were probably on the know correct them too. Side, Ed. What? I hope you were on the correct side. I don't know what you think the correct side is. But... I was afraid you were going to catch that. On the right side of history. <laughs> yeah. I think the invaders should be all sent home. Yeah. They shouldn't be given the opportunity to create their own uh, uh, victory marks here in, in the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you'd think we'd learn from Europe. Where it just goes from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. Where they're kind of running almost every European country today. Okay. Is... Folks, what didn't we talk about since I monopolized the show? <laughs> well, I was going to share one thing. I think I shared it with you guys in our very private chat uh, uh, forum. Um, and this is somebody that Ed and I both know here in New Jersey. His name's Ron Baruti. And Ron is a lawyer in New Jersey. And recently, let me just get my trusty glasses on. Um, Ron's firm filed a lawsuit uh, in response to the fact that a school district secretly was involved in the transitioning of somebody's child. Um, so the, the firm is actually called Murray Nolan Baruti LLC. Um, they filed the lawsuit in New Jersey to end the practice of uh, schools engaging in trans transgender, transgender transitioning of minor students without fully uh, informing parents and not having their consent. So I wanted to just at least bring this to everybody's attention on the show because obviously it's a huge huge issue and i have to applaud ron for his uh his efforts this isn't the only case that they're working on um but ron basically pledged that they will take this one all the way to the supreme court if they have to and obviously it's a it's a really extremely important issue for parents to be able to have control over their own children and not have the state effectively taking control of them and they're you know and making those kinds of decisions life-altering decisions this is pretty much what california gave right that they took away the power from parents i believe I, i'm not sure uh, i don't I think they actually passed a law yeah i mean california is constantly up to stuff i can't and i'm not sure if i remember but um, obviously, uh, Phil Murphy wants to be the uh, the California of the uh, the East Coast. So well, New Jersey, yeah. it's pretty much as blue as California, isn't it? Uh, yes pretty, and no. Pretty much right there. Yeah, yeah you think? I think that oh, God, just yeah. the most populated cities were were blue, oh. but pretty much everywhere else is pretty red. New, in New Jersey. Yeah, it's I guess I haven't been. I mean, you I can make that argument been... about California too, right? I mean. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Little. No, there's there too many red spots left in New Jersey. I mean, maybe Oakland County. I mean, it, it's gradually eroding. That that it is. is. Yeah, wow. I haven't been paying as much close attention to it since I moved to New York. Unfortunately, right. fortunately, whatever. It's this overwhelmingly is an Uber, this is an uber liberal state. 
even though there are some normal people out west and maybe down south but i remember yeah. i went shooting once way out west in new jersey oh. you probably know where i'm talking about i don't remember the name of the place probably sussex county i was pretty surprised that there was any freedom anywhere in new jersey yeah so really I, I was uh i had to chuckle about the story that was shared about uh, governor murphy saying the congestion tax in in new york was unconstitutional <laughs> of course this is this is the the same phil murphy who said the bill of rights was a bit above his pay grade a few short years ago during covid so yes yeah ed you're a constitutional scholar what do you say I think it's a borderline frivolous argument. I don't understand what, why he thinks that the dormant commerce clause prohibits New York from adjusting the the price of the tolls based on the amount of congestion that there is. It's not discriminating against New Jersey residents, and it's. I mean, everybody pays it. If you have a, if you're a New Yorker who drives your car over the bridge and you want to come home during the during the more congested time, you're going to pay a higher fate, a, a higher toll. Yeah, but see, if he goes and he tries to fight it, then he can come back and say, hey, guys, I tried to fight for you, knowing that it was a waste of time to begin with. But at least he could yeah. say, I, I, tr I tried for my people. See, I, he's, I think he's trying to position himself for 2028. Yeah. If not, if not to be vice president in 2024, if something happens to Biden. No. Uh, I, if I, uh, I could see 2028. That's not going to happen. Trust me. He's such if a Biden and Harris cowboy. both have to drop out. It's wide open. Who who knows who's uh, going to be in the in, in Phil Murphy on the ticket? It's not Phil Murphy. It's not Phil Murphy. But I could see for twenty twenty eight that he's trying to no, like kind of like De Blasio trying to set him up. It's pointless, but he's trying. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, we may have had our preview of twenty twenty eight when DeSantis and Newsom did their little debate, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, problems <laughs> this year. But we I just want to get over I, the next four that, years already. That, it's going to be that awful. congestion tax is for downtown. Uh, uh, it's the street below, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not going to just affect New Jerseyans. It's going to affect any commerce that's going in from other states. Right, but well. they're saying let, let let on the New Jersey. Let alone if you're going from uptown to downtown. Right, but yeah. the the constitutional question requires proof that there's discrimination in favor of in-state yeah. interests and against out-of-state interests. Mm -hmm. I don't see how there's any discrimination against out-of-state interests. Right, no. since everybody in New York has to pay it. Well, if you're from New York and you cross the river into New Jersey and you come back, you pay the same rate as everybody else. Where's the discrimination? Well, they, they should do something about the cesspool known as the, the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. That that's You really want to do something to help Help people well, I was going to say, actually, that's a that's an av a legal avenue that Murphy didn't apparently didn't sue over. But he was saying that that the increased revenues are not going at all to New Jersey. And I'd want to know what the interstate compact between New York and New Jersey says mm -hmm. about the Port Authority. He he might have a breach of contract claim, but I don't that, see a constitutional I'm, claim. Yeah, I think that. But that's really the bridges and the tunnels. Right, it's not New York City. What, what's the toll? The toll is on the uh, no. I think it's Lincoln just, and Holland tunnels. No, I don't think the toll. No, I think is it's technically when you go as, south of sixty. Once you yeah, once you go right, the Lincoln down, Tunnel comes in at fortieth, and the uh, Holland Tunnel is down by 
Battery Park. It's those two. Uh, I think the um, I think the issue is that the federal government has um, basically said that there. I, I don't know about the dormant commerce clause, but I, I think the fake federal government has said that the these multi-state, um, you know, transportation authorities, uh, you know, get their power from the federal government. And I think New York is trying to uh, um, basically usurp this this power for the no. It's an interstate compact, it's a, which it's requires a... the federal approval. I don't think so. Now, I don't think this I'm is the sure. argument he's making. I, I think he's basically saying that. Well, you know, I suppose if like Pennsylvania puts up a gate with Maryland and says anybody from Maryland who wants to come in Pennsylvania has to pay this toll. I, I think what he's saying is that would be ruled unconstitutional because it's a unconstitutional, um, you know, restriction on on commerce and it, between Pennsylvania and Maryland. But if the federal government approves of a of an interstate compact between Pennsylvania and Maryland to do just that, it would be okay. I, and I think what he's saying is that the New York the New York's attempt to impose this unilaterally is is unconstitutional. Well, two things. I'm, First I'm not of all, sure the Port Authority know. is an interstate compact that's already right. taken place. It's been, it's like a hundred years old. And, yeah. and number two, the U S department of transportation has already said that they're okay with this. Okay. Now I, I don't remember the exact details, but I've had easy passes in New Jersey, New York for many, many years. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, depending on which one you use, you get cheaper. If you have a New Jersey one, it's cheaper to drive. So, in New York is cheaper in New York. So why isn't that the same issue? Uh, just, just real quick, let me inter interject because I had to bring up Wikipedia. So the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey is a joint venture between the U.S. states of New York and New Jersey established in 1921 through an interstate compact authorized by the United States Con Congress. So it, okay. it was authorized by Congress. Yeah. Which is the rule. But I don't know why the difference is if you give me a discount because I live in New Jersey, I get a discount on the roads. Isn't that the exact same issue? Um, You're charging me more because I don't live in your state? I don't know why that's different. Sounds like it. If that's what's going on, maybe no one's brought a lawsuit. I mean, because it, it used to because I used to have both. And that's why I switched at some point because I realized I'm ripping myself off. But so I don't know. All right, Ed P, what do you got that we haven't covered? Another uh, state, uh, um, California, Newsom basically said he's going to ignore the Bruin decision, ignore the Supreme Court and continue with his uh, gun control uh, policies that are clearly uh, unconstitutional according to the Bruin decision. So he's doing exactly what Ed did. Uh, as always suggested, just uh, tell the court uh, you come and uh, uh, enforce it. And, you know, the interesting thing is that it's up to the Fed, the federal government to, uh, you know, to go in and slap the state down. And they're obviously not going to do that. So uh, as long as you have the, you know, federal government being controlled by people who don't care about the Constitution, then states can violate the Constitution no matter what judges say. 
I mean, in principle, you could get the Supreme Court to issue a, a writ of mandamus against the state, but they never do that um, because they don't have the balls to do that. And even if they did, uh, who says that who's going to enforce it? It would be the, you know, the, um, you know, the federal uh, marshals or whatever. And they how would you have the federal government if you had a friendly a, a, a presidential administration friendly to the Second Amendment? What would you have them do? I mean, make yourself president. How would you have the how would you enforce the Second Amendment in California? Well, I mean, if the courts did give a writ, then the federal marshals would go and arrest uh, Gavin. So you file a lawsuit. If they are not, um, if they're, uh, I, I would assume that if uh, they're ignoring a Supreme Court decision, then the, the plaintiffs would file a lawsuit and they would get uh, a writ. And if he still ignores it, you'd send in the federal marshals to Why arrest the government. Why do you have to do that? Why don't we play but, the other game that they play and say no federal funds for your state until you comply? <laughs> I, I think there are plenty of things you could potentially do um, depending on the, you know, the, what the actual law says, but yeah, I mean, obviously if the law permitted you to withhold federal funds, then you should do that. If the law permitted you okay. to. Uh, well, you know. Newsom's going to thumb his nose at it, but who's going to enforce on Newsom's behalf? What do you mean? So the the Bruins. He's going to have the state police enforce. You have a constitutional right to carry a, a pistol in public, right? That's the allegedly, right? And and Newsom yeah. is saying, no, no, you can't do it here. Well, now he needs somebody to enforce that. Right, but his police law will. enforcement. His police will. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Well, we'll we'll see. What about the ones who don't? What happens? Fire to them. them. You mean they'll fire them? Oh, so because. Okay, so I, I'm I'm the sheriff of whatever county in California. So I'm I'm not I'm not going to enforce that. The court made their decision, and I'm not going to violate somebody's sheriffs. Second Amendment rights. You're going to fire me. I'm going to sue you. We have had sheriffs who have who have resisted gun rules in certain states. And, I, I know, okay. but if you're going to fire me after the Supreme Court made their decision, and you're and you're not abiding by it, right? They'd get fired, and then we hung up in the courts for another ten years. Yeah, but they they would get fired, and then the press would go after them. They'd probably burn down their houses. Uh, uh, ideally, law enforcement in California wouldn't be doing lifting a finger no. to enforce that. Yeah, well, can you tell me again what do we call law enforcement officers? Law enforcement officers. Their job is well, what law? They the law, the one they work for, the one who signs the paycheck. And well, I think one of the problems with calling police the Constitution is the law, isn't it? Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then? I think we covered everything this week. I mean, it's so wow. much. Has anyone seen... I was uh, expecting that. Has anyone seen, like, video of Lloyd Austin since he left the hospital? I mean, I, I haven't really looked, but I just haven't really seen anything i mean i think it was quietly released that he was released about two days ago but i didn't see i haven't seen any recent video of him no i haven't seen any video of him um he he's obviously you know not well um and uh 
you know, I think under any other president, this would be a, a scandal that would uh, remove him from the job. But I, I guess. Uh, well, Biden said he's doing we, a great job. It's just, just one lapse of judgment or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The, when do you think the, he'll make an appearance? Good question. It's just kind of this whole thing's really weird to me. Why does he need to make an appearance? I don't know. It just seems really weird to me. Like, you know, Reagan got shot and like he was on video. I know he's the president and stuff. This is a high ranking officer. Like this is a very high ranking person in our government. And I mean, it would definitely speak volumes if you even did like a, a Zoom and was like, hey guys, I'm hanging Bye. in there, keep going. You know, that look at me right now. I look like I came out of a dumpster. Like I'm, I'm still doing this, but like, I know he's sick and everything, but he is in a position of like guys who get shot and they still Zoom call back their families and stuff. This is just all really weird to me. That's all. I, yeah. I don't know. We haven't seen Kim Jong-il in a long time. So I don't know. What's your implication with that? <laughs> I don't know if he's alive. That's kind of what I'm saying also. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, we don't know. I don't know. Biden, this this don't government know is so crazy. Is it, so, it, But it, things are so crazy. Like, I don't even, I the fact that I'm even questioning it just is extremely revealing of how yeah. bad things are right now. I don't remember. Did we discuss last week how DEI may be affecting airline safety? Yeah. Right, we did, right? I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, United is getting a lot. I fly United. United is getting a lot of attention these days among the right-wing media for claiming that 50% of all the graduates from its uh, pilot school will, will be uh, women or minorities. Right now, women and minorities make about less than 20% of all pilots, and for various reasons. Um, so this sort of... Uh, this sort of quota, graduation quota is exactly what you never want because it's it's basically you will you will start uh, quote unquote graduating unqualified people and they're taking a little bit of a hit. I don't know whether that will make any difference, and I also don't know whether that's an actual quota policy or whether it's just DEI BS that they say to get their ESG score. You know, so it they might just continue on graduating white men. But they say this because it's uh, or whether it's a real policy that's going to kill people. I know yeah, the FAA like, uh, just the FAA just announced that they wanted to hire more people who are mentally ill or, um, you know, yeah, mentally or, or physically disabled. Interesting. It's, it's and that was not the, the bad uh, one B. It's great to yeah. know the, the future of transportation includes putting your life in your hands going on an airplane and. Uh, you know, not being able to start your Tesla in frigid cold temperatures in January. Mike, I have confidence in our transportation secretary. <laughs> well, uh, not a day one, goes huh? not a day goes by lately where I don't see uh, ads on Facebook from the League of Conservation Voters and their their push to get to one hundred percent clean energy by twenty thirty five here in New Jersey. Of course. I take heart in the fact that most of the comments are against and, you know, people like tell them to go shove it. But, well, they're going to um, have to shove the EVs down our throats because people yeah. are buying them. And now with the freeze, forget about it. Yeah. Well, you know, that story I shared before the, the show started, I mean, it is amusing, but um, 
you know, if we're getting to the point where our all of our cars and our fleet of commercial vehicles and everything like that is, uh, you know, based on EV, we're going to be in a in a a lot of trouble. I mean, right. you know, yeah. the the story I shared talked about how the power all, grid. all these all these cars couldn't be charged up and they it's weren't frozen. starting and people were having to call to get them towed away and everything like that. It's intentional. I mean, Mike, yeah, you're going in the wrong direction because the obvious solution is the 15 minute city. 15 minute city? You can walk everywhere. Sustainable? Sust yeah, sustainable. sustainable. Yeah, all right. I guess next week we'll talk about the Echo Side story then. You know, I kind of live in a 15 minute city because traffic is so bad I can't get anywhere except yeah. like right right near where I live. And luckily there is a lot of services, but yeah. you know, there are things that you can't get in this 15 minute city that I live in, like medical care. Like, you, I mean, there are a few doctors, but you've got to go further away. So I wonder how, what they're thinking about this. Well, they'll move them in. They... They'll move one or two in, depending on your own social. And then you got to go, uh, you got to go see that uh, particular doctor. Um, so it's it it's a weird thing. It's like that if they continue to like not improve the roads, we're all going to live in fifteen minute cities, or because we'll just pay the. I have to drive, you know, an hour and a half to get from you know to get to ten miles away city. I seem to remember that in the last few uh, presidential terms, we spent two trillion dollars on infrastructure. No, none of that went to infrastructure. That went all. <laughs> oh, fantasy I'm sorry. Green that was bullshit. just a. That was just Pork a barrel. Okay, I thought that's what they were selling. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets achieved. Yeah. All right, folks. With that, we're going to close off for the evening. We will be back next week at the regular time. Please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com. Please follow libertyblock.com for latest articles and yes, rants as well. Have a good evening.